0: So I, I think I shared with you a few, it's really apropos for today's shir. Um Bina and I went to uh, see our, our, our favorite, I wouldn't call it a musician, but our, our Baal Tefillah on stage, Meir Banaim many years ago, in, his, in the Zappa and Hetzaliyah. Very cool place. And the Zappa and Hetzaliyah attracted such a diverse crowd, and it was, it was uh, a few years after that big hit of his came out called L'cha Elyi. You know that song? One of his... It's a piyut that's fired him, say, on Yom Kippur. Gorgeous melody. And um, he, he played that song. And everyone was... There was so much oneness in this club. So much oneness in the air. And afterwards, he said... He said something so deep. He said... He turned to the crowd he said... How was it the? Daven? You know? What do you think that was right now when you closed your eyes and you went like this mean, what do you think that was? It wasn't feeling? Wow, I got the I remember I waited for him backstage afterwards. Just, I, I wanted to I wanted to just shower him with, with uh, gratitude and love and Koach and everything. And and we did, we did, we did. We gave him birkat khanim after after the concert backstage. And I was thinking about it that we say, hashmi'eni Et Kolech Ki Kolech Arev Umarech Naveh. We say in Shir Hashirim, let me hear your voice because your voice is Arev. Now, are, Arev, in that context, means sweet. Like we say in the morning, May your words, Hashem, I want your words to taste to be sweet like sugar. I want to learn Torah. I want it to be like I'm chowing into the thing that's most, you know, tasteful to me, that's the sweetest to me. But we all know that Arev also comes from Lashon Arevut, which means to have, be a guarantor, which we know, we learned in the parshiot specifically the last few weeks, from Yehuda, of Dehar, before that, in Miketz, he says, "Anochi uh, arevenu." He tells Yaakov Avinu, "I'm arev. I'm I'm a guarantor." And we bichlal, we say uh, the, the famous statement, "Kol Yisrael arevim Zelazen." How do we normally translate that statement? "Kol Israel arevim Zelazen." We're responsible for each other. That's the pshat. The pshut pshat is we're responsible for each other. So I was thinking, like this: What's the highest degree of really showing that you're responsible for another Jew? is that if you can get them to daven, if something about you brings out within them a need to pray, that's displaying a great sense of responsibility, because we know that a Jew that, that's praying is a Jew that's alive. So, ki kolech arev, your voice makes me want to daven. I hear like you're a guarantor for me, ki kolech arev. And... That's what I felt that night. That's what I felt every time I was with him, and it's also his yahrzeit today. So I wanted to... the person we just mentioned, Mayor Benay Mayor Ben Yitzchak. So I wanted to do the all the learning. Also, you know, Louis Nishmato. I think it's the fifth. It's the fifth today. So and it's perfect because what are we delving into? What are we delving into today? So we basically did about seven or eight shirim on on buying something, kinyan of emuna. How to buy emuna? How to acquire emuna? Now that we've all bought emuna, it's all kinyan. We've all made a kinyan on it, and we have it down v'chulem. And we looked at emuna in a completely different, different con- not a completely, but a very powerful context that we're not necessarily used to. We're going to do the same thing with davening, the same thing with tefillah. Because we all know that when our davening is on, it's almost like we we get a sense that we are on. It's hard to explain it in other in, in different words, but I would use the word aligned, balanced, in our zone, or and and the hala. And when our davening is shvach or it's not happening, and here I don't want to say just men because we have the mitzvahs asayish as man grama. I think this is about any it. I mean it's not even, I wouldn't even like, I wouldn't even say it's only a Jewish concept obviously, I would say like whenever a human being is in, is in a dialogue, is in a conversation with, with, with Hashem Ibarach, that that's it that's, that's, the, that's the alignment that humanity is always longing for so, but specifically we have the keys to Shari Tfilah not just the name of a shul but like a, a real, that's the shul I grew up in, that's why for me it's a it's the shul also by you, right? In New- yeah. Shari Tefillah was called in Newton, right. So we have access with, with, with this sefer specifically um, to understand how to make a kinyan on How to make a kinyan on tefillah. In other words, how to make a kinyan on self-alignment. So if we, why not try that? that? That sounds great. Who doesn't want to be more aligned? Or everyone's aligned enough, we don't need any more. Oh, you're good. We're good. <laughs> we're good. Oh, Hashem. We're, all, we're all in constant need to, to align ourselves. I do want to apologize that the order of the Svarim is taking much longer than usual because they usually order the full sets. This is the fifth, fifth volume in the whole set of Bilvavi. Right? the fifth one. How many are there? Eight? Bilvavi. In Hebrew, eight. So they don't generally order singular vo- single volumes. But they're working hard on it. But Ben Time, I have no problem as long as the printer doesn't go kaput to uh, to keep on bringing it in. Okay. Shem Barach v'Inayim Adinai Lohei What is the purpose of 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 davening? Derech lehasagat hatzrichim agashmim. Is this a means in order to? Get what we what we need on a gashmi on a materialistic level, or is it a way to achieve what we want, or what our spiritual needs are? Is it about physical or spiritual needs? Oshema emuna. Rather, maybe it's the strengthening our emuna. So the truth is, yeah, you could acquire any of these three that we just mentioned through tefillah, and many other things that you could actually conquer and acquire through tefillah. You were probably thinking, he's going to say, how low is that? How shallow is that? To actually ask for things and say, no, that's actually things, that's part of it. But you're going to start saying, no, that's, that's too much for God, or it's not shy for us. <laughs> a person that needs a, a person that needs a new, new car, you find it shallow to daven over it. Why? is there anything too great for God? To, uh, handle A gashmi thing is a, a, a refuah is a gashmi thing because it's physical healing, right? So like, that's not a that's not something you daven for. Of course we do. Saying yeah, you could acquire that could be part of it. Absolutely, <clears throat> we're not saying no. However, ulam. There's something much deeper that one can acquire through davening. And this is the, the point of tefillah itself. This is the point of tefillah itself. When was, the, when was the first time that we were told, like, when was the first time we see davening in the Torah? It's a very bizarre place. Avram davening for his. Oh, sorry. Ha, well, Hagar. is interesting. Chazal in the, this sermon they speak about that tefillah, and it's a very hard moment because what does Hagar do before she starts davening? She gives up. Huh? She gives up. She gives up and she throws her son in the bushes, more or less. <laughs> so it's very hard for us to derive tefillah. Also, she's the mother of Yishmael, so it's not our our derech. But yeah, it's Omar. <laughs> there's something to say about about that tefillah as well. My friend just married a very sweet girl, a Yiddish uh, girl from uh, Rosh Ha'ayin. Her name is Hagar. It's interesting. Man, listen, a, I have a friend in Tkoa. Many of you know her probably. Her daughter's name is Ishmael. Her daughter's Sorry, name? her son's name is Ishmael. Yeah. There's a Rabbi Ishmael Listen, Tanya, Rabbi Ishmael. There's a Tanya, Rabbi Ishmael, Ben Elisha. Yishmael is one of the most gorgeous names. It was hijacked and unfortunately it was kind of like sabotaged and they ruined it, kind of. But the name, the name is Yishmael. It's a gorgeous yeah. name. Mm-hmm. In any event, going back to here, the first time we see a year davening is a ravino <coughs> davening for his dome to be saved. When was the first time Hashem tells someone to daven? When does Hashem ever give directive and say, Yala, can anyone think of it? I don't know. I'm ask, I'm really asking you. Much to stop <laughs> Interesting. He tells Moshe to stop davening. Yeah. And also begin by Yom Suf, to not daven but to just go. Yalla, right. keep on going. He's he's about, he's glad about stopping. <laughs> yeah. What about Khana? <laughs> Davin. You have no. She, told her? No one told her. No I'm saying, the, you know, we <laughs> daven so often because let's face it, we're told that's what we that's that's what we should do. And and Chazal kind of unfolded that and say you know, a Jewish, a Jewish uh, boy and girl, they wake up in the morning and they daven. But when, when did it come down? Wasn't there a time now that Noach didn't daven? Sorry? Not in the, the shop, but no, that Noach did not. All the, the sefarim give Noach a very hard time that Hashem tells him, I'm going to destroy the world and he didn't start davening. Mm-hmm. So we see that tefillah is so deep, it's not, tefillah is not, now you're supposed to do this and now you're going to daven. Tefillah is not something that's commanded even. Now, Excuse later... Later, in the Minyan HaMitzvahs and in Torah Shabbat we understand davening a little bit differently, but in its root, davening is so much more than fulfilling an obligation. So much more. Or you could say, davening is so about fulfilling an obligation, but what obligation is it fulfilling? What obligation does davening fulfill the Shema? What's that? Connection. It's, that's an easy word we have to go that's, and it's true but this so this is like the pathway to understand what is the obligation that tefillah actually is fulfilling Emuna. Gankin, remember he said these are things yeah these are things that you can you can acquire through the world of tefillah. let's see how he continues to unravel this from your heart then you're, it's almost like we about are releasing a pressure stress of someone to safe place. Mm-hmm. So what to, obligation is that? It's your own self-obligation to... To your own mental health. Yeah, like when you open up your heart. Physical health, yeah. That, that could totally be it. Let, Let's see what he says. Um, it's okay, we could jump to the next paragraph over here, besides those three lines. Mahi So what is this nekuda amuka that's going to describe to us what tefillah is all about? The Ramchal, it's beautiful to, to kind of chew over a few words from the Silas Isharim right now. The Ramchal says like this. Even though the human eye can't see God, the, hum, the, the human being is in a conversation with an entity that's in front of him or her. Sometimes our sense of visualization helps us very much. And I'm sure when you were learning B'nei Machshav you remember that piece, the, the assessment ever speaks about visualizing the throne of glory, a visualization of K'zei but to visualize Hashem himself <laughs> sitting on the throne of glory That's already something else. Because to visualize God has never really worked. It's not a good thing. It's also impossible. Usually the visualizations we have of God is unfortunately never a woman. I'm not saying that to make you feel good. I really believe in uh, a tikkun about this. It's never a woman. It's always a man. Generally over the age of 190. (laughs) Hair color. Face expression. Stern. Stern. Stern's a good word. Stern's a good... These are all visualizations that we have. So he's saying over here, and it's not... It's not so to do this because we're very limited when we do visualization of, of God while we're davening. What bichlal in life? Omnam, Third line in the paragraph. Omnam. Mishu ba'al nachon. But someone who has like a good cup. Who, someone whose head is on with a little bit of deep introspection contemplation vesimat and placing of your heart amitat you can this these are very powerful words if you if you want to hold on to these are your sheets if you want to underline anything I would actually highly recommend these words. amitat that means you can decide. You can make something likboa, you can decide. You can make something permanent. You can etch something in your heart the realness of the matter, of what it is to stand before the Ribbon of Eh venose venoten mamash imoid barach. How you're coming, you're speaking, you're pleading, you're really dealing with God. And before God you are begging. And it is from God that you are asking. (coughs) And God is listening to you, listening to your words. (coughs) Just like a person that's speaking to his friend, and his friend is listening, and and you know that your friend is listening. One of the worst things in the world is when you're talking to someone, and they maybe make them making the right the correct facial expressions as if there's recognition to what you're saying. And you could throw in like a word like astronaut in the middle of a sentence. You know, you ever do that? <laughs> like you throw in some kind of word that has no kesher. Like teachers would do that to us in school while they were teaching. Sometimes they'd be teaching, the, you know, and they they would throw some word in, and, and you know, and Paul, there's no one listening. You know, in the farm, it's amazing. They say that when a person is fe- speaking to someone and they feel that no one's listening, it's a 60th, I think they say, of death. Being alive means that you're actually expressing something to someone <coughs> and they hear you. And you know that they hear you. Not just that they hear you, you know they hear you. It's in fact, when Moshe Rabbeinu, right before he, or right after, right before he hits the rock in Parashat Chukat, so he says, ha-morim. And, and the Torah tells us, the Chazal tells us, Morim comes from the word, like Mardanim, the rebels. You're all rebels. I wish I could open my heart before you and tell you what, what I really want, but your hearts are closed. You, don't, you haven't listened to me. God told me, uh, your prophets already knew that I'm not going to come into Eretz Yisrael. And none of you started davening for me to come into Eretz Yisrael. Again, it's tefillah that should be, and it's not demanded, but it's a, It should have been there. It should be there. So, this is. So, just I know we're gonna go to a lot of different places. I'm gonna try to stay as focused as possible. What the Ramchal I feel is telling us over here is this sense of being able to somehow, not with visualization, not with but, with these a deep hit bonenut to stop and think for a second. What is this thing called fila? What is going on over here? How many times have I done this? And how many times have I do I have I sensed that Hashem hears me? Remember, not that he answers what I want to hear. We already spoke about that. But that there's an act of being recognized, which is the it's a basic essential need. Um, you were there last night, Nahon. Daniela, well, my sister did a shir in memory of, uh, she, had, she, <coughs> she had lost a, 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 a daughter, when the preemie, the three, two boys and a girl, the boys, were Hashem, 10 years old, but it was the 10th yorzait of her daughter last night, uh, on Shabbos was the yorzait. So she was speaking about this, this concept of, like, when, when someone rem- remembers you, it's a very deep concept, like if someone remembers you, it means you did a Rishimu on them, you had a little bit of a, you, you did something to them. They remember you. When we come to Fu Collegeborco, we want him we want to feel like he's like we're remembered. And relationships are with spouses, less it's, it's a little bit different with children at a certain age, but with spouses, it's more like do you remember me? Of course you remember me, but do you remember what's important to me? Do you remember what it felt like to listen? Do you remember what it felt like to be heard? Do you remember what it felt like to be heard? With Tfila? If I don't, and he's going to lead us on a beautiful path, if I don't have that as part of my, my tefillah, is that I take notice. I take, what's the right word? Take, a, like I make a, kind of, of right now, like to, to be like, even allow yourself to go out of the moment of le l'shem, deeper dveikus, and be like, that's right, this is what it is. And to make note of it. And you remember what it's like to be in a state of tefillah. He's saying the more you do that, the more you can Lasim shelcha. you can create within your heart a kviya that this is a real feeling. And I remember what it's like and I'm going to keep on coming back here. It's almost like when you go to places today that you've never been to before and you're always nervous you're gonna, you're not, not going to find the place again. Waze made it so much easier by by dropping these pins, or, you know, you could send, put these <coughs> marks. It's, it's the same thing with, with, with tefillah, with with It's like, sometimes I feel it, sometimes I don't, but that's the least of the thing. I want to remember that it exists. I want to remember the moments, not just remember, oh, how I long for them. I want to remember that it actually is a possibility to be standing before Hashem. I want to remember that. And I have to do whatever I can every time I go to this place of tefillah when it's on, to take note of that. Somehow to create the pathway for a deeper connection back to this place over and over and over and over again. We could really go off now with a whole Ishbertzer Torah Torah on Yehuda who does this with with, uh, Tzafnat Paneach, a.k.a. Yosef, that he was trying to bring Yosef back to a moment where You remember when you could see me for who I really am? And according to the Ishbetzer, that's what broke open the the, the Machitza. The moment of Vayigash Elav Yehuda is the moment of epic tefillah in the Torah. What was he doing? He was trying to bring, so to speak, Hashem to a place back before there was sin, before there was Pirut. And remember, you know, we once had closeness. That's what a Baal Tshuva is, is constantly trying to do. We once had closeness. And I say Baal Tshuva, I'm referring to all of us, right? Okay. That's the Mesilat Yesharim. Adkan kan leshono, we six lines into the second paragraph. Hare lano lehavin sheikar mechuvanat tefilahu. What is davening all about? She adam yagia lemahalach shel chayim bivchinat nocheach im habore. This is beautiful. A person should reach a mahalach of life where they're living a, a, a reality of presence with Hashem. And that is why the word atah is, you know, so repetitive, because atah means it's pre, you're presently in front of me. Baruch atah, it's it's, a, it's happening right right. and we remember this Torah. This is beautiful. The difference between speaking about or to is found in benching. The first baruch of benching. Is Hazaneta olam Kulo B'Tuvo. He is the one that sustains the world. Who Noten Lechem. He gives bread to Chol Basayin. Kid Olam Chazdo. It's about it's about God. It's in third person. Uv'Tuvo Hagadol tamid Lo right. <laughs> who wrote the first according to, in the Gemara? Who wrote the first bracha of benching It's my Shira Now let's go to the second bracha of benching. Ve'Ala Kol Hashem Elokeinu, Anachnu Modim Lach UmBarachim Otach. And uh, yeah, yeah, well, sorry, Yidbarach Shimcha. Sorry, <laughs> we had it for a few. We had it for Yidbarach Shimcha Befikol Chayt Amiglam Right? Who wrote the second bracha? Yeshua. Right? What's the difference between and Yoshua? Galus and Eretz Yisrael. And Eretz Yisrael is the Ata. It's the present. It's the in front of you. It's it's this. It's what he said. Nocheach im habore. Present with Hashem. Is this something you achieve once in your life, or you keep achieving? You I think it's. And over again. I, th- I hope it's. You know, I I hope it's constantly. She called Surat Chayav. This is. I love when he says this. He said this about Imuna, the shape of your life. What's the shape of your life? Mm. The shape of your life. She called Surat Chayav. You shouldafut imabureh is partnership. With Hashem, <coughs> not just partnership of oh, I, it's like Yedidim when you get um, you know what Yedidim is when you roadside help, right? Right? It's not just that kind. Although that also, but he's saying not just that. No, no, no. It's a partnership of walking hand in hand with a friend. Like that—that that is the goal. That is the nekudah of davening. The nekudah of davening is it can be getting things answered, but the point, like the availability of what davening opens for us, is actually walking with Hashem in this world, feeling like you're walking with a Baruch Hu. Now, one thing that I'm gonna try hard not to go to in this series is to see how we can get our children to start davening like this. Mm-hmm because for, for, for a number of reasons that we'll, we'll, we'll keep on developing but it's on us right now Okay, it's on us because obviously we, you, sometimes you can go and we've done this you can go a little mukuku, and be like how, so how do we send our kids to schools and they say okay everybody stand up time for partnership with God right okay. start, st- ta- start for you know, time for deeper uh, visualization whatever it is we can get there we're going to get there in a different way first let's start with us Okay? Let's start with the way that our children look at us when we're davening. Because you know, and we've said this so many times, you can give over Yiddishkeit to your children so much deeper than all the hours of chinuch they get by them taking in what they experience when they look at you being in a relationship with Hashem, being in a conversation with Hashem. How many people have I met, they said, watching their mother bench licht, it's what made them a yid. Much more than anything else they were given. We're not chalila saying... Those things are important. It's all there. It's all important. But the moments that, you know what I mean? These dagger moments. The dagger moments is when your child sees that you are actually in a partnership with Hashem. Those things that on the level of giving over, that's ain't sof. You give over to your children more than, they can't even express what it means to give. They can't even expre- they can never express it to you either. Rabbi Shlomo used to say it was all he learned by Rabbi Aram Kotler, by Rabbi Shlomo Hyman, by Rabichi Rabbi, the sixth and the seventh. He said that when he was little and his father would he felt his father's tears roll on his face when he would receive Birkasabanium on Leil Yom Kippur. He says that he knows for sure that made him a yid. Made him a yid. The, the sensation of the tear falling onto his kepi, he would say, that made him a yid. These are these I, I could say by myself also, seeing my remembering my father davening for the Umud, being in a conversation with Hashem, all the Swaram I'll ever learn, it doesn't scratch the surface of knowing that Hashem exists in that moment. It just doesn't. El I can't rely on those moments. So I have to do everything to fill it all in and create this to be my whole tzura of living. However, it does boil down to children being exposed to parents that are in a conversation with Hashem. As simple as it is. It really does. It really does. I think also friendships that I have here with the chevri here, the, the mo- the str- we've had so many, now that I think about it, yeah, we've had a lot of like Sichas chaverim and very you know very enjoyable times and a bunch of shiurim where we've connected and a bunch of like different events. But I feel like we've we've become so much more a unit because we've been with each other while we're kind of like really in a partnership with Hashem and we're not embarrassed about it. So that's a very special thing to keep in. That's a very special thing to keep in mind. Okay. So yalla. <laughs> Ken mamash tarik, six lines from the bottom. Ken mamash tarik, she yetzurat chayim shaladam shu chai imakadish baruchu. Kola's man, bitsurash shel nocheach. Hume socheach kedaber ish el It's kind of like what you were describing to me about, about telly. Mamash. Huh? Right? Mamash, I was thinking about that. Mitocha sagata nefesh. The zot, this sense of, of partnership, feeling like Hashem's next to me, He's saying, be clear. You could acquire what we just described if we redefine for ourselves what davening means. You thought he was going to bring down some crazy said, you, you know how you get this? Very similar way to how you do a kenyan of emuna." He's saying, davening, Well, the fact that we limit it to shachet, mincha, and mariv, makes it impossible to feel like the way he's describing right now. Davening is all day long. Davening is all day long. All the time. He's saying, by, by margiling yourself and making it kavua, your holy habit, is to constantly talk to Hashem all day long. and about everything and anything. gadol Please make... I mean, this sounds insane, but like, please, I don't want anything to expire in my fridge until it's all eaten, for many reasons, for whatever reasons. money, uh, I don't know environment, whatever, whatever reasons, right? Small things. And Rebbeinu bring Mashiach. There's a there's a fresh widow in Am Yisrael. You saw the picture of her sitting by the fresh. You see, in the world of Tfila, Gadol veKatan, both of those things are part of davening. They're part of the Sikha. Ma'evdei, in Hashem's eye, in our eyes, there's such a big difference. But in who pone Don't speak about God, speak to God. who has In this manner, a person can acquire. The Hasagat nefesh. Now this connects to what we began talking about. You know what the word lehasig means? means to achieve, to get. The like If you're running after someone, I got him, I got him. Hasagat HaNefesh is what the soul, it's the soul's obligation that it's begging the body to wake up to. It's like, don't you know what I need? This is what I need. This is the hasagav of the nefesh. Once we allow ourselves to listen to what our neshamas are saying, this is what I need to be alive. I need this. Then you fulfill the obligation. Whose obligation? Your real obligation to yourself. All of Torah, all of halacha, is basically our obligation to ourselves, but we trust the master of the world and the chachamim to make it clear to us, what our real obligation is to ourselves, We just, we need help with that. We live in a very confusing world, so we need help with it. But you know, you, I'm, I'm sure, and again, this is why it's so important to trace back the moments where your davening was on. Because when your davening was on, there were no questions at all about what's important in life. That moment was important, more than anything else. And this needs to be, be spoken about all the time, all day long. And this is what he calls hasaga HaNefesh. The nefesh is ma'asig gishta ta'kadosh baruchu shuh shu beemet him o'yemash. That he feels like this is a real thing. It's with me. Right now, it's in front of me. Hare. Next page. Shetachlita tefila. The purpose of tefila. Eina hasagat gashmim So we see that the purpose of davening is not only Again, it doesn't exclude. Because davening, you should be davening over anything. Rav Nassim <laughs> used to say this all the time. is that the more that you ask Hashem for what in your eyes seems like shtuyot, the more you make the ribonash bigger in this world. I think we learned it on one of the trips in Brasov. Rav says that because why? Because you're showing God that if you're really a king, and only the king can give me what I really want, and only the king can grant me anything, You're making Hashem more of a king when you turn to Hashem over the smallest things that you think, "Ah, that I should know on my own, or that I should figure out on my own, or that I should just get on my own. La Hefech agamur. Exact opposite. Don't just hold out for moments of, I want to know what the right school is for my child. Those are are like the big ones. Obviously, you daven over that, or the refuah of, of someone that I love. It can be anything. It's like Hashem. I, I really would love to walk out of Sheer today, and not leave the Sheer. For instance, smaller things, m'mash. I want my child to come home with a smile. That's a very big thing. It's a very, but it's also key. Could be a very small bakasha. When I drive to Jerusalem, it's, and when I go, I always leave a part and I pray. Get me there safely. Um, make sure that I get a parking spot when I get to Jerusalem. <laughs> and the third thing is, please let there not be so much traffic after the Mahzong, with that four-lane thing. So I usually get two out of three. I'm so happy you shared that because someone maybe would, would hear that from the outside and be like, that's what you dive in for? Yes, that's also what I daven I'm sure you daven for other things as well. But that's also what I dive in for. I like that you asked for yeah. a lot of things. You ask for one thing and you don't get it. It's my wish list, you know? (laughs) Again, if Hashem is Hashem, what, he could only do one? Hashem can't help me with 1,500? When I was a
1: teenager,
0: I remember being like, Hashem, how long passed this chemistry test? And then being like, not that it was too little to ask him, but sort of put put it into perspective like, <coughs> feeling like how important is the chemistry test? Ah, interesting. Like me, it wasn't that they was too small; it was just like a reframing of what I was worried about. I had something there. similar. I had something similar with that, but it had to do with I remember, wow. with with uh, playoff, with watching the Lakers, <laughs> crunch time, yeah. and then I catch myself, Davinie, like is like you don't know what my my chasadim is going to be if he if this happens, right? <laughs> And then instead of saying, that's so shallow, I'm saying, no, you could do this. But hey. you have to, yeah. But you have to up the game of what are you davening over? <coughs> you know, what are you davening over? So the more you daven over everything, the more you prioritize. And you realize, like you are saying, well, what, what, what am I really... You get to, you get huh? to know your own desires. It's your neshama. It's what the, it's what the P.S. Setsner calls throughout the Sefer. We're learning now with the men, It's called Gilui Hanefesh, is that your soul becomes revealed to you. And the more that our souls are revealed to us, the more that we can fulfill the obligation of our neshama that since the moment we're conceived is praying, please don't neglect me. Please find a way to listen to me. And Tfilah is that way. Okay, so let's go back to the beginning of this Gimel. <laughs> it's not even about acquiring emuna, knowing that everything is from Hashem and that everything is dependent on Hashem. It's crazy. He's saying that's also not fila. That we did already in with Emuna. <laughs> The point of tfilah is being in awe of the privilege to talk to Hashem. Etzem ha-shutafut imo. Just the etzem of being in partnership with God. Etzem <inaudible> ragasha Tasting, being in awe of, the, of, of this amazing thing that I'm actually next to God. mamash. <inaudible> He lists, he's right next to me and he listens to me, Mamash. Now you could say, but that happens all the time. Hashem, Hashem is here, Hashem is, Hashem is always next to you. So of course, but how often am I aware of it? How often am I sensitive to it? That's what we were talking about Friday night in Shul this Shabbos. How often am I sensitive to that which is always tr- a, a truth? Mm. It's true. Melo kevodo. It's true. I live with a, with a zivog b'ezer Hashem how often am i actually sensitive to that truth when did the zivog just become a person that i'm next to all the time as opposed to what they really are vehen hala vehala in every other area in my life when did i stop being sensitive to that which is i know to be it yeah it's not revealing anything new to me hashem is everywhere i knew that with uncle moishi <laughs> But but I need Reb Nachman to rip my or, or whoever it is or this Reb I I need the tzaddikim I need my own dibur with Hashem to come and, and take me out of the coma. Just to rip me out of the coma. It's the, you know when a person what's the difference between a person that's in a coma that's next to a tzaddik and a person that's awake? What changed? What changed? What's the difference? It's just consciousness is the yeah. is the whole difference. Nothing changed. Which is how the Ishbeter explains Mashiach being in this world. Is this going to be a change of consciousness? Galus is a coma. Galus is a coma. Okay. So, Dvarim fourth line. Dvarim elu divrei Chazon Ish Do you know what the Chazon Ish was? Anyone know what the chazan Ish was? The Chazon Ish. He spent his last 20 years, Avram Yishayel Karlitz, he spent the last 20 years of his life in Eretz Yisrael, I think it was 1933 to 1953, and he really established like the, 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 the religious lifestyle, the ultra-Orthodox religious lifestyle in Eretz Yisrael. Um, Mamisha a self-made rabbi, people say they don't even know where his smith is from, it's a, it, they don't even know where he learned, it's an amazing thing. He has amazing, amazing letters. He has farmed that I just uh, bless you that are absolutely out of this world, emuna and bitachon, all these amazing things. So um, he says like this. One of his letters. Look at one of his letters. Avodan ne neitzala betfilah. means like atzil, atzilut, nobility. It's a it's a, it's a noble service. It's a noble avodat Hashem davening. Let zayir to actually draw like like something alive, how God listens to the movements of our lips and listens to the Higayon Halev. What does Libi mean? Now, you have to answer this. You've been saying this every day for years. So I need... Huh? The meditations of my heart. What's really transpiring in my heart, right? <laughs> to reach a higher understanding, recognition of the schut that I stand before, a, a deeper recognition of the boreid barach. <laughs> this is the word that's going to keep on coming. Nocheach, present, the word ata, present tense. She'imo chayim amash echad leyad hashini, b'li that this is constant. It's always there right in front of me. Atah. Again, quoting Evyat check out his song. Song ata, actually. I mean, it's called ata. He did a duet with Aviv Geffen a few years ago on the word on this song called Atah. It's a gorgeous song. A gorgeous song. Amash. Just that word Atah. You know, if the truth is, with women it'd probably be easier than with men because of the chiv of the mitzvahs are same. but, because I would never tell men, I want you to stop davening now and just stand in every minyan and say the word over and over again, Atah, it's, until it starts to click in. Mm-hmm. Or your song too. The song you... Or which one? Mi Atah. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's present, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> <Do you know laughs> that can that's present. Yeah. Can you sing it for us, but no, no. <laughs> I'll, send I'll send it if you want. I'll send it out. Miata. <laughs> one Rav got very upset with me then with that song. Like, who are you to ask such a thing? I was like, do you did like I said? Why is like Ata? It's like. Have you said a bracha lately? <laughs> I was like, are you seriously uh, angry at me that there's, this, uh, there's a song called Miata? He felt it was chutzpahdik. Whatever, it's fine. Is that a blessing? Yeah. This is a very. <laughs> a dime. This <laughs> is, is a very. Who am I in relation to you? Uh, who am I in relation to you? That's always the question. Who am I in relation to. That should be. That should be the underlying. The underlying. Unspoken word with with every time that I go to that place. Okay, so I was saying before you thought you were gonna get out of this. I was saying I can't tell the men this, right? Because there is a chiv We have a, we believe that we have a chiv, but you know what? Real men would spend an hour before <laughs> meditating on the word ata, But we know that's not gonna happen anyway uh, either. But you don't have a chiv. <laughs> I see these dark eyes right now. I mean, like... What I mean to say is that bright, I believe... Bright eyes. Huh? Bright, bright, bright eyes. eyes. No, I, I, what I'm sensing is, a, is like this. I feel like the, like the world of tefillah really bishlus chana. That the... that the renewal of the passion of tefillah, and this is based on something that I learned from the Baal Shem Tov, before Mashiach comes, is actually going to be from the feminine. And I and I and there's many different understandings of why dafka the feminine what, like for what especially if there's no chiv right kiv and I think it's because maybe for a man to be in a again maybe, but for a man to be in a place of atah with Hashem uh, is not as easily accessible than it is for a, for a, for a, a woman for the following reason, because of the taste of godliness that a woman senses when she brings life into the world that a man just can't, can't do. So if you're able you see, we're trying to let sayer what it means to have Hashem a woman the closest, godly, the closest experience, human experience to godliness in this world is doing the most godly act in the world. Which would be to bring life into the world, like Hashem brought life into the world. It's the closest thing. That's something a man can't do. So if you're, if a woman is able to connect to that place of not, uh, oh yeah, we got this God thing down because we, we we did a godly act. Men do godly acts too, but the closest, the closest experience of godliness in this world would be, you know, it's the reason why one of the reasons why women weren't become. It's not really tame become Tmeot after birth. and they, why, why do they become Tmeot after birth? Because they can't. It's all relation to Beis HaMikdash. We already learned so many times, they can't go to the Beis HaMikdash after birth, not because they're Taming and they have to become Tahor, but because Chazal did not want a situation to be that a Beis HaMikdash would be a downer for a human being. And a woman after birth, going to the Beis HaMikdash, would be like, what's this? I just experienced birth. Right? It's the God, it's, it's the most godliest thing in the world, so therefore I feel like this nocheach energy of presence like it's a real thing. Yes, the men we have the we have all and it's all good and it's all holy, but I'm thinking like just lemaisen. and I would say this in a here too, and Hashem, I think we reached the place that all the sarcasm and and cynics and all those that lush that, that, that comes with this kind of talk amongst men. It's fading away, I hope it's fading away everywhere, but I think by it's fading away, this is a real thing to be in a that, that children grow up in a world, they see their parents actually feel they're in a partnership with God so I think the mother is the leader of that, of that. I really, really feel, I really <laughs> sense that I really, really sense it on, on many different levels okay, let's just do one more paragraph <laughs> the chazan expounds on this in a different letter, and he just quotes a little bit over here. The reality of, of God being amongst every creation is constant. וזה סוד העולם מאלה בזרם החיים hagashmim. this is amazing so this is the secret of the world this secret of the you know the word world and hidden are the same words נכון? Right? But the more you're in the world the the more that you're in the world the more the MS kind of becomes hidden the more we get caught up with what seems to be real in this world, the more the, it's a ne'elam, olam ben neelam. the more it's, the real word is ne'elam me'itanu. So listen to what he says here. neelam me'ele ha'nehedafim. Nehedaf means, it's like if you're in a car and you get a, how do you say this thing? You push the sign: from the side. Yeah, push the side, yeah. You're so, you're so lost from the world, Shoshana. i silent. <laughs> Ha-ne- Those that get pushed away bezerem Pushed into. Sorry? It's pushed into, no? Pushed away from, from the emet because they're pushed into the flow of all day. Just all day. The fact that you've given yourself... A few minutes to start the week like this is a, is a nice mm-hmm. Because of the zerem, the mm-hmm. flow of, 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 everything about life. Everything about life. Mm-hmm. I, I need to ask. Is this, I'm, need I'm sorry. but oh, Is it just uh, translation? Yeah, You said the more we're in the world, the more the truth is hidden. Is that what you said? The more that, uh, the, the more the flow of what this world demands of us is in our face, the more that what our neshamas need is, is hidden from us. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah. Menuya Ugmura kibiadam la kindibo la sham. The Hol Shemar Belatme Sheker, Ulitzay Bedi Botsu Amiti, Kiomlam Nitan La Adam Lit Kashem Machato, Im Ilat Kola Ilot, Vekarova Shem Le Hol Korav, Bze Nachat Ruach Liotzro. This is so deep. I'm just going to finish the the whole paragraph. And then, uh, and then we'll just say it out loud. Aval omnam, kinor talui belev col enosh. Venehenehu me imat zmirotea. Umanifla hadavar. Kibi aholet ha dam. La siach da gotav, lifne adon ola mid barach. Kasheru mesiah lehu. Vamacom barochu mehaneu yelled shaashuim. Okay. I have a question. Wait, can you ask the question can you translate it? It's, I'm going to translate it after the question. <laughs> okay. Why didn't Moshe Rabbeinu... Um, uh, why didn't he stop stuttering? He, he stops a little later, Chazal i I'll say after Matan but but um, how come Moshe Rabbeinu didn't like didn't like how come he kept on stuttering? He didn't ask Hashem to him. As <laughs> says he just didn't ask Hashem to stop mm. stuttering. You're thinking that it's like this crazy deep end. It's like the Torah is telling us that Moshe Rabbeinu kept on stuttering to remind us that even the greatest of people get so swamped up with Zerem Hachaim, especially a person that's you know, in charge of so much, that you get so caught up with a lot of important things, but some basic fundamental things, you just don't, you just don't ask for so what, what he's saying and, and I am going back to this now, Jenny he's saying an amazing thing he's saying that there's a violin, there's a fiddle that's constantly like like David HaMelech it's right above our heads all the time mm-hmm. and it's always there for us to use like we've quoted that song from Hanan Ben Arik, David and Yosem Yizem Yizmor that K'inor is always there for us to just tug away with that but the thing is, is that we're under the assumption we're supposed to figure out all these things on our own. And maybe it's like we're embarrassed by ourselves, like we need so much help. We want to show Pops that we have it all under control. Mm -hmm. We don't want to ask Hashem for too much because it humbles us. It makes us realize how Mm -hmm. dependent we are on Hashem. So the way I'm understanding this, he says, if you would just let yourself remember that the Rebon Ishtar placed a, a, a violin right above your head, to always use, it's just a metaphor for just take advantage. Take advantage of that which you think is only meant for special occasions. Mm-hmm. Because the zere hachaim, and we're living this today like crazy, the flow, the speed of life. How often do we swear at a certain point on Shabbos, this week I'm going to bring a little bit of this into this week. It's not going to be this crazy this week. Mm-hmm. How long does it last? Two minutes by, like, maybe the bracha of besamen, by then already, we're thinking, of, you, know, you know, somewhere else. So... But that's why we always, like, that, that's also why we have things that trouble us, right? To kind of remind us. You mm-hmm. know, we like, maybe... I don't know, but, like, maybe if we were talking to Hashem all the time, we wouldn't need to be, like, poked. You know, like that. But we do mm-hmm. need to be poked, because sometimes we... We just, like forget, right? And then we turn sense. to Hashem and say, like, please, Hashem, I need help with this. Mm-hmm. What about just accepting yourself and not being asked? For, are we, I have a son Tourette syndrome. I always expect him to complain,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: he never ever does. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, is there a bother? He's like, no, that's what I have. So I'm okay I'm mm-hmm. with it. I'm like, you're a fortunate old boy. Like I feel like, but like he doesn't ask for help. He doesn't mm-hmm. think that Hashem gave him something that was difficult. He just, this is what I have. That's a not, very, very, sorry. very high and yeah. advanced level. No, I mean, thank God. But, <laughs> no, no, because, you realize that though. That's no, not like basic. Very, very, yes. That's so that's like. Now, whew, yeah, I would say does, people have to daven over what you just described about anything in life for like a million years. He, daven special, to accept. He, that's a. That's a I think he's he, he, wouldn't even occur to him. To Hashem, I'm proud of that. Mm-hmm. that. That's a very. Listen, if. if you're able to do that and you makabal in your heart and you're not, that doesn't play a role of zerem hachaim, the flow of life. Yeah. But most things do. Yeah. Most things suffocate us. Most things actually don't let us just remember these things all the, you know, mm-hmm. therefore, in between all the texts, in between all the carpools, in between all the meetings, in between work, in between Netflix, <laughs> <laughs> Even during, <laughs> if you have a lot of... Right? Atah. Say that word. Atah. It has to start somewhere. Because he's going to show us that is ikar mechuvan ha The point of davening is not to be yotze an obligation that someone told you you have to do. The point of davening is to be yotze the obligation that we have to our neshamas, that we have to ourselves. Through that light, the rest of this Chapter on Kinyan Hatfila is go- is designed. This is how he builds it up, and it's a. Uh, I'm telling you, this is like, I lo- this p the, the, these these prakim that we're doing right now. They're so monumental, and they're so delicate also. And it's also very care. You have to be very careful. When one very important thing. Sometimes we learn these high concepts, and we go and we look at other people, and we're like, oh, I can't believe that they're so far from this kind of stuff. That's the. That means that the that, that this this learning was Mamash like going down the wrong tube. Because this learning is only about ourselves, only. It is not about anybody else, not our spouse, not our child, not our parent, nobody. It's just this avodat halev, this avodat primit, that is just about ourselves. So we should have a lot of sefat dishmaya to be very uh, honorable, to, to have a, like a very like an honor system with this kind of Torah. And the chalila, it shouldn't make us feel further from anyone that may not, you know, understand this kind of language, God forbid. It's got to be something that really goes deep down inside. And you'll see, when these things go seep deep down inside, people will start looking at you and saying, I don't know what you're on, but I want some of that too. Mamash. <laughs> <laughs> it should be like that, Bezrat right. Hashem. Thank you, Miriam. Thank you.